is I have been keeping up to date with the weather. And today's the first day of fall. And, like, for some reason, the weather, like, the temperature drops today. Mm -hmm. And it just stays chilly, like, for the rest of the year, it seems like. Because the whole next week and a half, it's going to be chilly. So it's almost like the weather knows that today's the first day of fall. Mm -hmm. And it's supposed to get chilly. So it just does it. It looks at the calendar. Yeah. And it's like, oh, time to get chilly. And it's going to be chilly from now on. (laughs) You know? Yesterday was like 85. Yeah. And from now on, it's going to be like in the 60s every day. You know? I'm going to miss it. I wish it would just like be 70s for a little bit. Yeah. But it just goes from 80 to 60s. Yep. What's up with that? You know? It's a great way to start the show. Go Yankees. Did we start the show? Go Yanks. You started the show last time talking about the weather. Yeah. And then you started this show the same way by talking about the weather. Whether or not you want to talk about it, we're talking about it. The weather. Keep going. Weather. You need to weather this storm of weather. Keep going. (laughs) I don't know if I can keep going. There's only three forms of weather. Weathering the storm, the weather outside, and weather or not. Is there any other weathers? No, but you can continue with the weather-like puns. Oh, 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 okay. So now we would expand it way out if we're talking about rain and sun and hot and cold. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, let's hear I what you got. I could go on for hours. Yeah, okay. Hours? Let's hear something. And my, my sentences would be hot. They would okay. be, it would be a storm of puns. How hot? They would rain down puns on you from the the morning where it's cold in the morning. How cold? To the evening where it's also cold, I guess. Gets cold. But also again. in the noon, it's warm. You yes. know what I mean? And I would be raining puns from the cold to the warm to the cold. Yeah. You know what I mean? I see what you're doing here. <laughs> okay. And I really appreciate it. I do point to the fact that the puns are like a cloud that just hang over your head. And then they they shoot lightning. I'm sorry. My brain's a little foggy. Oh, I'm not really understanding what you're trying to say here. Um, What I'm trying to say is that the pun is like the sun. Why don't you enlighten... Ning me. <laughs> Is that too bad? This needs to end. It's bad. This needs to end. Right. Like <laughs> eschatology. <laughs> like this world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it needs to end. All right. Uh, no, I'm not going to do sheesh. You know, sometimes I feel like it needs a sheesh. So you get a curse for a But second. then I'm like, the sheesh is so long. Mm. It's like a storm that never ends. It's like a hurricane of sheeshes. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like Toonses. Remember that? It's like Toonses, but sheesh. Mm. Only a genuine Bible Dingers fan would know what Toonses is because mm. we're talking years ago. Yeah. Season one. And if you one. don't, you're not genuine. You're not. You're not. You're not. You're like a cloud. <laughs> Bro, what is going on here? You're welcome. I like how Nick introduced <laughs> the sound bites last episode and then he never used them. Yeah. In the actual episode. That is true. Because this this literally no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like let's just eat that. Daddy no want milk. Daddy no want milk. I don't like well, let's just eat that. There is, like no want want milk. There is the whole section that we've added 
about Lechecita. Yes. It's the, it's, it comes right after the historical context. There's the Lechecita section. Oh, I forgot about that part. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, we're going to milk this joke. Bro, for... you are you're zapping them out of the park. Yeah. You're raining these puns down. I am. I told you. It's going to go are... from the cold to the warm to the cold. How cold? It's... Do you eat ice cubes in the heat? No, no. no. I never eat ice cubes. You never suck on ice Actually, cubes? Actually, last time I had an ice cube was over your house when you made us do the chip challenge. Oh, yes. We ate the hottest chip in the world. That was brutal. Mm. Yeah, it, my stomach hurt after yeah. that. I have some ghost peppers on the counter. <laughs> Enrique from church gave us some ghost peppers. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and I'm scared to use them. I'm thinking about turning them into some sort of like sauce, like an incredibly watered down one. You know what I mean? Ghost peppers are insane on that, the Scoville. That's what I hear. Insane. That's why you need some lechecita. You need gloves. Oh, ho, ho, ho. However, I like lechecita. However, we don't like you. <laughs> Daddy no want milk. We don't like you, la lechecita. But you guys never like chewed on ice in the heat like, oh. or just something to do or if you were on a diet or whatever? No. Nope. When it's hot out, yes. How many ice cubes do you think you've eaten in a glass? Well, how many can fit in the glass? How big's the glass? How many did you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let me think about this. <laughs> Bro, you just went on for 25 minutes about the weather. I can ask about ice cubes. If I, I did. Can. Okay. I could fit five ice cubes. Five? That's in your, it? In your mouth at once? No. <laughs> what are we saying? <laughs> No, Just like, in the glass? Yeah. How many ice cubes do you think you can get through based on one or two glasses of water? Like if you're just chomping on some ice, how many, logically speaking, how many ice cubes do you think you can get through if you wanted to eat ice? <laughs> These questions. This is such a strange question. Come on. It's obviously a segue. Of course. Entertain me. Some I had headline. to do something with his weather stuff. So Yeah. Um, if not, my transition would be way better than this. Sure. Yeah. Um, seven. Seven. What about you? I'm not eating seven ice cubes, bro. I'm sorry. But how many do you think you could get through if you really wanted if, to eat them? If I really wanted to? Like, an untold amount because it's just water. You it's know? not just water. It's a different form of water and it hurts. Oh, it I see. It starts hurting your brain. So it's oh. messing with your teeth. Every mm. time I eat ice, bro, my brain is like, please stop. Ice. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Six. Six? Yeah, is I the can't. Best I'm not can as do. strong as Mark. Yeah. All Thank right. you. All right. Yeah, it's uneditable. Bible dingers ding or no ding. Well, that leads us to the way we start each and every episode. I'm Nick. I'm here with Ryan and Mark. And we are Bible dingers. And we start. This episode and every other episode with Ding or No Ding, where I come up with a news headline. My friends here, Ryan and Mark, have to decide whether it's Ding Real weather. or No Ding Fake. And we are about to rain down <laughs> these headlines for you and then dive into the topic, the topic at hand. And that is second and third John. What was that middle part? The part of the but first, I got to give you this headline. Are you ready for this? Yep. Oh, yeah. I said, are you ready for this? I said. Yep. 
Are you yeah. ready? What is that? Like a bass drop? You never heard that? As a wrestling? Oh, you don't you don't watch wrestling? I right? thought for sure yeah. that was like an automatic door closing. <laughs> Man sets new Guinness World Record. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> With ten cans on his head. <laughs> By eating fifty-seven ice cubes. Oh wow. That seems like the easiest world record to ever beat in the history of mankind. Well apparently it hurts. It well, it I understand your brain. your brain hurts. Okay, I understand. Mm-hmm. However It also it, depends on the size of the ice cubes. If we're talking full trays. Like little tiny. Like, you know, I, I kind of fill it up halfway. Because mm. I don't like like gigantic ice oh, in my glass. You're a cheater. But if yeah. you fill it up all the way to the top and you ate just one, I think it'd be hard to get through. You would have to let it melt a little bit. Yeah. Um. Uh, I guess I have my answer. Yeah. Tooting or not tooting? That is the question. What, what? is the answer? What you guys got? Ding. Oh, yeah. I'm supposed to answer now. Ding. Uh. Yeah, ding. Ding? Yeah. Ding. Bro. Bro. Let me tell you something. I come up a winner again, bro. That's crazy, bro. bro. That's I little... came up a winner again. Where's the clapping, bro? Where's the clapping? Let me tell you something, Saul. Never challenge me again. Because when you challenge me, I bring in the stump. You want a round of applause? Wow. But the actual headline, which I do want to read to you, is there's a new world record for most ghost peppers eaten in a minute. Ghost peppers. So I really did appreciate your segue. Oh, looky there. Gregory Foster now holds three Guinness World Records for chili pepper consumption. That's the category. <laughs> the category is chili pepper consumption, but there's specific chili peppers. Yeah. The annual Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest is the most high-profile eating competition in the world. And as the most coveted title, the world record for most hot dogs in 10 minutes is wildly impressive. 76 dogs held by Joey Chestnut. Of course. But an argument could be made that hot dogs are one-dimensional, a battle of volume, whereas chili peppers require not only eating speed, but also spice tolerance. Mm. And so, depending on where you fall in that debate, you may actually find Gregory Foster's recent ghost pepper eating world record even more mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Earlier this month, Guinness World Records announced that they had certified Foster's record for most ghost peppers eaten in one minute. And there's a video where he eats 17 peppers, and uh, he beat the record. Pretty intense, 17? bro. 17 ghost peppers. And if you want to watch this, you can see it on YouTube. He is uh, not eating ice cubes, but something far worse. Mm, that's a lot of chili pepper consumption. That is. I, I can't you know. even imagine. <laughs> so this guy apparently worked... On his spice tolerance for years and years and years. Yeah. He just before practiced. he attempted this thing. And uh, I can't imagine it. He's just putting down those red hot chili peppers. Have you ever yeah. seen anybody eat one? Like just one ghost pepper? No. No. They're like crying. They're sweating. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And he ate 17, you said? Yeah. In a minute? Was it? Uh, I don't remember, but something oh. like that. That's just got to be sheer willpower. Like... No matter how much it hurts, I mean, I you just, just put them down. I Maybe, might just uh, stick all seventeen in my mouth at once and just deal with it. You think so? Maybe over the years he's just burned off his taste buds. That could be. Uh, 
Did you know that stuff is spicy because it's like a poison? That Oh, I did hear that. It's supposed to be a poison that the plant gives off so that you don't eat it. Hmm. But people are like... It's so good. Yeah. Jokes on poison. you. <laughs> Jokes on you, Unless peppers. you're me. And I just prefer not to be in pain when I eat. You don't like spicy? I like spicy. I don't like hot. So <laughs> if something is moderately spicy, like like your your carnitas, yeah, I like it. Mm. Anything above that, I'm like why? I see. Why do I want to be in pain while I eat? Eating is for enjoyment. I want pain. I punch Carol. myself. Every golden road in heaven is a one way. Serve a big God, I'ma see him one day. Okay, great, that was one take. But your lyrics didn't give him hope, let alone faith. Relationship with the music, it be love, hate. They be wanting me to use it in the wrong way. Oh man, no big deal, huh? How you know, bro? I know, bro. That voice is iconic. I wouldn't say iconic, iconic, but it's very unique in the in the Christian world. <laughs> he just he just actually um, made an option for people to subscribe to him on Instagram for four ninety nine a month. What you can subscribe on Instagram? Now you can. Yeah. What does that do? You get it's like, like a Patreon on Instagram. Certain pictures yeah. that other people don't no, get? not pictures, uh, reels or behind the scenes or whatever whatever post you want to send them exclusively yeah you can everything's or doing that it could be a, um mm. there's a marketplace on instagram now yeah. that you could sell directly on instagram cool uh there's a Wait, subscription now do you mean like facebook marketplace or is this more for like businesses that sell products? like shops right like shops yes they have that on youtube but too. anyone yeah. anyone can make a shop as long as you have stuff to sell nice oh that's kind of cool it's kind of interesting because i mean we we are technically a business so yeah. to speak so I'd just be able to sign up and sell T-shirts or whatever right on Instagram. Oh, maybe we should think about doing that. I've been wanting to get new T-shirts for years, but yeah, we need to. It's just a long process, you know. what I mean, it, mm-hmm, it, it took me like seven hours to set up our shop. I know, and it's not even good. It's just like bare, something. bare bones. Yeah, something. Yeah. But yeah, be cool if we could have like a real custom designed shirt. Mm-hmm. Like a graphic specifically made for it. You know? That would be nice. Yeah, Alex Zank um, has his regular Undying Light shirts, but then he gives people the option to put whatever quote they want on the back so someone could DM him, DM him a theologian quote, and he'll throw it on the back and they can buy a shirt that way. Mm-hmm. Nice. So it's pretty cool. His, his T-shirts are comfy from what I hear. I don't know. I don't have one. You should send me one. Thanks, Alex. Where are the turtles? Anyway... The title of 2nd and 3rd John is, as Ryan said in last episode, 2nd and 3rd. Yes, he said that's the author. Oh, 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 What's interesting about this segment is that he asks, where are the turtles? Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. The turtles. Yep. Which, of course, signifies toitles, which signifies titles, right? But the interesting thing is that there is actually two titles today because we're doing two books isn't it me who usually does things like this like what says nonsense states the obvious says nonsense (laughs) that is true and we all pretty much just say nonsense the entire episode yeah anyway second and third john many of the beginning portions of our outline are identical for the books of second and third john so we decided to mash them up and make one show for those two books for these two books mash up as far as the title 
The title for these two books, like most of the other general epistles, come from the ascribed author of the book. And as we found out in our last episode with First John, that is, the author is John. And as stated in First John, after a lot of research, I was unable to find the significance of the order of these books. Um, well, Ryan was. Yeah. So as stated in First John, after a lot of research, Ryan determined that he was unable to find the significance of the order. Um, so there may or may not be significance in why they're sectioned off first, second, and third. Either way, that's what we got. Who wrote this? The author of these books is John, the disciple of Jesus. And this is classically accepted by the early church, just as first John is. So it's not debated heavily at all. And there is also a distinct similarity in the language between these books, First John and the Gospel of John. So we know, based on his writing styles, that they are in full agreement that John wrote it. Yo, 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 when this was written. <laughs> Nick, your laugh always makes me laugh. It's, it's contagious. Contagious. All right, so we went into greater depth about this in the First John episode. But early church tradition states that John wrote all of his canonical books besides Revelation uh, around the same time, which is when he lived in Ephesus towards the end of his life. Keep in mind that John was an old man. Old. He was a geezer. Gramps. He was a gramps. All right. So most people date all these books between around 90 to 95 A.D. Action is coming. You think I'm gonna forget, bro? Ladies and gentlemen, action is coming. Ready. All right, it is time for the historical context of the book. Um, actually, there's not much background that you need to know, to be honest, um, for either of these books, Second or Third John, in order to understand them. Uh, briefly, though, it's probably noteworthy that. Uh, an early form of Gnosticism was sneaking into the church when he was writing this book. And so this is the specific type of heresy that John is warning about when he warns about heresy in these books. Gnosticism is like the OG wokeness. Yeah, pretty much. Know. It like is. If you're woke, you know that there's secret knowledge out yeah. there. You know? They used to say, stay Gnostic yeah, back in the day. That's right. When, while we say stay woke, they used to say, Hey, brah, stay Gnostic, you know? That's true. That's the historical context. Yeah. To know or not to know, that is a question that I have the answer to. Yeah. That's what they used to say. Yeah. <laughs> and only I have the answer to. Yep. Because it's a secret. <laughs> We're going to break it up at this point. Yep. Uh, because there is different purposes and fun facts about these books. So, Nikki, you want to take the... Uh, the porpoise for Second John? Sure. So, John is writing to a lady who likely hosts a church in her house and instructing her to abide in the truth. And aren't there some other interpretations that he's actually just writing to a church, that the church is the lady? Well, uh, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Like, because, you know, church is, a, is, is normally described as a woman. Yes, I guess you can, yeah. So, this part... Could either go either way, but based on a large majority of some of the common the commentaries that you read, someone will say that he's writing to a woman in her house and instructing her to abide in the truth. 
and truth is essential to brotherly love. Without truth, there is no genuine love. And then some fun facts about Second John. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh. Easy there, partner. Easy Next there, up is partner. everyone's favorite part of the show. Fun fact section of Second John. Many egalitarians use the book of Second John to support woman pastorship. And that's why I kind of lead towards he was writing to a church, not a woman. Oh, that's do you really? It's just me. Interesting take. But I could mm. be I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Interesting take. I could be wrong. And I will not make a interesting take there, Nick. I will not That's make a blanket a statement here. Interesting. Interesting take. <laughs> I could be wrong. John starts both his book and the book of their John by calling himself the elder. Also, easily translates to the old man. And this was likely just a term of endearment. He was the old man. That was well loved by the church he oversaw, which gives some people debate as to who wrote it, because some people, some, I guess I would call them liberal theologians, would say that these books have a different author, the libs. John the Elder, the libs. instead of John the Apostle, mm. which is a pretty weak argument, because just because you're an apostle doesn't mean you can't be an elder of a church, and just because you're an apostle also doesn't mean that you can't be an old man, so... If he is identifying as an elder of a church and he's writing to a church, uh, that's kind of my take. Then it doesn't it doesn't contradict the fact that it still could be the Apostle John. Um, anyway, the next fun fact is some people hold to the view that this lady, this is addressed to, is just a way of saying the church. Oh, and I, I already heard said that one. this. <laughs> sort of like how people call their boats or cars a girl. Mm-hmm. We see all throughout scripture people saying that the church is a woman because it's we need to treat her carefully. Like a woman. Like a woman, not uh, a yeah, woman. Yeah, it's called the bride of Christ, I suppose. Yeah, the bride some, of Christ. Mm, yeah. So it's not a woman. We know what a woman is, clearly. Do we? I think that's uh, some Gnostic truth. Yeah, that's a little controversial there. Yeah. But it's symbolic to the way we treat our bride. Yeah. All right. It's outline time. Yes, it is outline time for the book of 2 John. And there is a entire 13 verses in this book. How many sections are there? 13. I was able to break this into... I'm actually very happy that there will be two songs on this episode for the first time ever. Two songs? Yes. One for three sections and one for the next sections for third John. Hold on, I'm heating up. I'm heating up. So for the first time ever. The second song. Oh, yeah. Okay. For the first time ever, we'll have two songs in one episode. You know, I haven't done a song in like five or six episodes. Oh, you. Oh, you that made a little beat or something. No, you, made I, a, you made a little beat or something. Didn't you? Oh, I thought I've just been doing delays you do a little, and stuff. You know. This has how many points? Uh, it has three <laughs> points. Although I wanted to break these 13 verses into about 14 or 15 points, <laughs> but that seemed almost impossible to do because that would be more points than verses. You know what I mean? Yeah. That just wouldn't make any sense. There would be no point in doing that. <laughs> oh! Anyways, uh, I have 
I have so graciously broken this up into three sections. He's so gracious. The first section is the introduction. This is verses one through three. And this is where John is uh, basically greeting the lady, the elect sister, and her children. So if it's a church, that's kind of weird to me. But anyways, uh, that's the first section. It's just the first three verses. And then the second section is what they call the meat of the book. And that's verses four through 11. No milk. No milk. Daddy, so I no did want to add, because you wrote Excellent Hello work. Lady. You just talked right over it. Excellent so work. The one chance you have to use that soundbite, you just talk right over it. Excellent work. That's true. Daddy yeah. no want milk. So I did notice. I don't like let's just eat that. That you wrote Hello Lady. Yeah. I was wondering if you knew what that reference for. Hello Lady. Uh, no. Oh, that's huge in the Z100 world. Is it? Yeah. Oh. They kind of made that Did famous. they? Yeah. I never heard of that. Uncle Johnny. Yeah, I just I just typed out "Hello, lady" quickly. Oh, that's funny. Because he's saying hello to the lady, you know. That's funny. Hello, lady. Yeah. Great. Interesting. Z one hundred. Elvis Duran. Top from the top of the empire. I hope you're listening. Shout out. I really do hope yeah. you're listening. Hi guys. We know that you're listening. Yeah. I mean, I actually know they're not, but I hope they are. Repent for your sins. All right, so verses 4 through 11 is the importance of truth, and this is basically the entire book. Um, and he starts by talking about practicing the truth, and he wrote to her to remind her that we should be walking in love, and, and this is love, that we walk according to his commandments, his being God, of course. All right, and then verses 7 through 11 uh, is about protecting the truth. And uh, it basically says to watch out for deceivers. Whoever doesn't abide in Christ's teaching is not of Christ. Do not receive them in your house or give them any greeting. Whoever greets them takes part in their wicked works. You know, going through the New Testament has really made me realize just how often they talk about false teaching. Yep. It's in nearly every single book. And I feel like I might have sort of known that before we actually outlined each and every book, but actually going through and reading every single verse and outlining what they're talking about is like, okay, they talk about this a lot, Mm -hmm. a lot. All right. And then finally is the conclusion. This is the third section of second John. Uh, It's just the final two verses. And basically he says that he was, he would love to write more and say more to her, but he would rather talk in person and go visit her. And that's it. That's the book of Second John. Pretty uh, short, sweet. Yeah, if you if you don't read the Bible much, trying to get your your feet wet, I'd say First John's a great place to start. Yeah, and then come to Second John, Second. which is the book that we're talking about. Yeah. After you read First, First John, John, Second yeah. John, Third John, <laughs> yeah, they're fairly easy reads. I think you could pretty much make sense of what you're reading. Yeah, and uh, they definitely point to Christ. So. Go ahead, have fun. Go read them. Yes. All right. So that was Second John. Now we are moving into Third John, and this is the <laughs> purpose or purpose of the book. And in Third John, the purpose is uh, basically he's writing to his beloved friend Gaius to commend him for being hospitable towards a minister of the gospel while simultaneously rebuking Diotrephes 
for refusing hospitality and slandering John. Diatrophies. Diatrophies. I can't. Yeah, I can't. I can't get that name down, bro. Diatrophies. Diatrophies. Yeah. <laughs> Just think about what sounds the most natural. Yes. Diatrophies. That's what. That's what it is. That's what we agreed on, right? All right. Now it is time for. Fun facts. All right. So, Second and Third John are the two shortest books of the New Testament, both being under 300 words, and they would have fit on a single piece of papyrus. Whoa. Er- Which, of course, is where we get the word paper from. Er- er- <laughs> okay. I always think a- of the word walrus. Oh, when, you, when papyrus comes up, you er- think... A walrus. Yeah, I, see. I don't know why. It just yeah. sounds like an animal that would go. Er-t. Yeah, that's a fun fact. Yeah, that's another fun fact. Nick thinks of the word walrus, right, when he hears papyrus. Art. Yeah, because that's what you do on paper. You produce art. I'm not following. My kids all the time they stick stuff in their mouth to come out like walrus tusks, and mm-hmm. they'll say, "I'm a narwhal." I'm like. Ah. <laughs> 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 they got the one, but that's all right. Anyways, yeah. so that is the first fun fact. The second fun fact is that Gaius was a very common name back in that day. Um, you know, how Nick is in our day, or Mark, or something like that. You know what I mean? Very Orion. common name. Oh, right. You know what I mean? It's a very common name. There were at least four other Gaiuses that we know of mentioned in the New Testament. Not four other guys. Okay, four other Gaiuses. Those Gaiuses were great. Yep. Great Gaiuses. I love you Gaiuses. <laughs> I missed the bell. I hit, I hit like the, the bell? actual bell part, yeah. Oops. Not the ding part. Not the button. Yeah, not the button. All right. The third and final fun fact for Third John. Third John is the most personal book in the Bible. There are certain epistles like the Timothys and Titus, that were written to certain individuals, but those books were all meant for wider circulation as well. They were to be read to the church and things of that nature. However, Third John was meant for one individual person, and really only that person. It was written to Gaius about sort of personal things. Just written to one Gaius. One Gaius. Some say it is like a peek into daily leadership of the early apostles, you know, like sending short notes to members of the congregation. It's not like these long, you know, epistles that were supposed to be read in front of a crowd. This was sort of just like little onesie twosie that was probably sent all the time to different people in the church. And we sort of get a look into that with Third John. It's outline time. Yeah, yeah, it's outline time, and this book has one, two, three, four, five extremely short (laughs) sections. Basically, it opens up with a greeting. He's like, hey, guys, I love you guys. Now, he's like, hello, Gaius, whom I love. I love to hear that my children are walking in truth. Mm -hmm. 
And then he praises Gaius in point two of this book in verses five through eight. He thanks him for supporting people who are doing the work of God. And then he shares his concern about Diotrephes in verses nine through ten. Solid. And uh, in point three of the book, Diotrephes puts himself first and talks wicked nonsense against wicked us. Nonsense. Get that wicked nonsense out of here, bro. He talks that wicked nonsense. That, yo, he's talking wicked nonsense over here? Bro, next time somebody talks that wicked nonsense, just give him one of these. You need, you need to be wicked smart. Just give him one of these. Aye. Anyway, <laughs> then he offers the wicked nonsense advice for that wicked nonsense. He gives some wicked and advice. Com- commendation for Demetrius in verses 11 through 12. And John says, do not imitate evil. No, no, no. Don't. None of this wicked nonsense. None of that wicked evil, bro. You got to imitate the good. (laughs) The good. (laughs) You got to do the good stuff. (laughs) None of this wicked nonsense. None of the wicked nonsense, bro. That's that's some good advice. And Demetrius received a good (laughs) teostomini. wrote this bro i'm sorry what uh, who wrote teostomony here <laughs> teostomony. who is writing these <laughs> it's greek ah that's what it is <coughs> that's it's greek for testimony yeah yeah testimonyphus testimonyphus in <laughs> verses 11 and 12 he basically says dear friend do not imitate what is evil but what is good anyone who does what is good is from god anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. And he says, Demetrius is well spoken of by everyone and even by the truth himself. And we also speak well of him. And you know that our testimony is true. So that's how verse 12 ends there. And then there's a promise to visit in verses 13 through 15. John is saying he has a lot to write to them, but he doesn't want to just deliver it to them with pen and ink. He wants to see them really bad and he wants to talk to them face to face. So he ends the letter by saying, peace to you. The friends here send their greetings. Peace out. Greet the friends there by name. I love you guys. I love you Gaius. I love you guys. This. John out. John out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was oh, my episode. That is my third John. Oh. And if you enjoyed it, you're like, you know, I'm late to the party. Bible Dingers have been doing this for three years now. And this is the first episode you ever listened to, which is very likely because we're really getting some more people. What was that? Four years. Almost. Four years? We're getting there. We're getting some oh. new people, new listeners this season. This is the greatest season we've ever had. It's the greatest season so in the history of all It's seasons. very likely that you got that ding bell. You got that notification on your phone, on Spotify, or on iHeartRadio, or on Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, and they came onto your phone through ping notification, and you knew that this episode was going to drop today, and you're like, I don't know anything about Bible Dingers, and I really want to get involved because I love what they're doing, and you are not a part of Bible Dingers. <laughs> Embrace the Dean. Well, that works. If you are not a part of... <clears throat> if you are not a part of Dinger Nation, then Ryan, why don't you tell them a little bit of how to get involved? Oh, I certainly, Nick. 
You can go to Bible, 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 BibleDingers.com. You can go to Bible, 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 BibleDingers.com. And on there, you will have. Formerly known as BibleDingers.com. Right. We changed it to Bible, 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 BibleDingers.com. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. But it, you can go to BibleDingers.com and you will find links to everything that we have, including all the things that Nick spoke about. He spoke about your notifications on your phone. He spoke about iHeartRadio. He spoke about all these things. Greatest season in all the seasons. Okay, you can find all of these things on BibleDingers.com And you can also find links to our Patreon page. And this is sort of what he was alluding to with you can become part of Dinger Nation by joining our Patreon.com. The link to this is on BibleDingers.com forward slash BibleDingers. <laughs> um, anyways, our patrons, they are in group chats with us on Instagram and Discord. Also, they get early releases of our episodes. They have already heard this episode an entire week ago. So where has you been at, bro? Okay. They have already heard this. They get our YouTube videos a week or two or three or four weeks early, maybe even five weeks early. They get behind the scene access and ho, 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 Christmas is coming. All right. And they might get some gingerbread men. All right. That's all I'm going to say. Wow. That was phenomenal. Thank you. But anyway, if you don't want to do all of that and you just want to go ahead and <laughs> follow us, you can search at Bible Dingers on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, across the board. We are the one and only. I promise you, no name comes close. No name. We are the, the one and only Bible Dingers. There's no other Bible one. Dingers. None. Com. None. 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 It is the I podcast name above all other podcast <laughs> names. <laughs> and while you're on our social media... Just give me the likes, don't pass Don't pass scroll. the scroll. Hit that subscribe button. Hit follow. Hit that like. And most importantly, ding on. Bible dingers, embrace the ding. Sometimes I feel like I'm just not enough. Bible dingers. Bible dingers. Other times I think I'm doing too much, yeah.